Good afternoon. Here is our latest update on COVID-19 in Pennsylvania. As of 12 a.m. this morning, we have 610 new cases of COVID-19. This brings our statewide total to 63,666 Pennsylvanians who have tested positive for COVID-19 in all 67 counties. This includes 4,600 positive cases in healthcare workers. This also includes 13,813 positive cases among residents of 557 long-term care living facilities, which include nursing homes and personal care homes. Tragically, 4,624 Pennsylvanians have died of COVID-19. These have all been in adult patients. However, we have had a pediatric death in someone who died in Pennsylvania, but the child was not a Pennsylvania resident. To protect the vulnerable residents living in long-term care living facilities, such as nursing homes and personal care homes, the Wolf administration has had a three-pillar approach. One, ensure resident safety through testing, education, and distribution of resources. To prevent and mitigate outbreaks, and work in partnership with state agencies, local health departments, and the long-term care living facility operators. To help in our response, we requested and received additional report from the CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta, for the next two weeks. Three teams arrived in Pennsylvania last Thursday and were briefed and prepared to assist in our COVID-19 response. Two of the teams are assisting in outbreaks in long-term care facilities, and one team is assisting with outbreaks in food facilities. The teams are helping the department assess the situation in these congregate settings, teach infection control practices, and offer training on personal protective equipment, or PPE. They are also assisting with outbreak response at the facilities that they visit. For nursing homes, they are assisting facilities to develop a facility-specific testing strategy and using their expertise to help cohort residents and staff. We are very pleased to have this level of collaboration and assistance from the CDC to help our teams working in the field in Pennsylvania. As I have said, long-term care facility residents are among the most vulnerable Pennsylvanians with the global pandemic of COVID-19. And we want their families to have the latest information on what is going on in the facilities where their loved ones reside. I have mentioned before, it is actually the responsibility of the facility to keep families informed. But today we are also posting on our website data on the number of resident cases, number of staff cases, and number of deaths at facilities regulated by both the Department of Health and the Department of Human Services. For facilities with less than five of any of these data points, the information, the, the specific data numbers are being redacted to protect patient privacy. We will continue to work to ensure the safety and well-being of residents through education, resources, and testing. In addition to these efforts, our quality assurance inspectors continue to conduct infection control inspections at the, uh, these facilities.
Since the start of the outbreak, our inspectors have completed 465 infection control inspections, 459 of those remotely and six on site. They also have 192 infection control surveys in progress, 175 of those remotely and 17 on site. We are required to follow federal guidance on these infection control surveys and investigate whether or not the facility is prepared and following its infection control plan. As we move to yellow in two-thirds of the state by Friday, our actions as a community will help protect those residents in these facilities and those who care for them. That is why Governor Wolf has taken a measured, phased approach to the relaxation of social distancing and the three system with three color system, red, yellow, and then green. We cannot let this virus win and we will all get through this together. And here are my daily reminders. Please wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, or as we all know now, the time it takes to sing happy birthday twice. Please use hand sanitizer if soap and water are not available. Cover any coughs or sneezes with your elbow, not with your hands, and clean surfaces frequently. Try not to touch your face, especially after touching those surfaces. And if you have to go out for life-sustaining activities, please wear a mask if you're going to come into contact with others. If you have questions about your health, please contact your health care provider. And if you need mental health resources, because you or someone you know is experiencing a mental health crisis, please contact the crisis text line by texting PA to 741741 or call the statewide support and referral helpline at 1-855-284-2494. Again, 1-855-284-2494. For the most reliable information related to Pennsylvania's response, please visit our website at health. .pa.gov. And what is most important for Pennsylvanians to remember, stay calm, stay home, and stay safe. And I'm pleased to answer questions. Thank you, Secretary. From WGAL, there are many couples planning to get married this summer and businesses that rely on weddings. Do you have any expectations that weddings of 50, 100, or more guests would be allowed this summer, especially in counties that have yet to transition to yellow? Well, in, in red counties, then we would not recommend those uh, weddings with those type of numbers. Uh, red counties, by definition, have a significant community spread and transmission of COVID-19, and that would uh, pose a significant risk. Um, however, uh, the, uh, weddings could occur with less than 25 people in the yellow zones, and then uh, those uh, type of, of, of weddings with numbers, increased numbers could occur in the green zones, although we still would recommend social distancing and the wearing of masks as, as much as possible. Of course, hand washing and use of hand sanitizer. From ABC 27, as we get our gardens underway this season, are there any particular foods we can grow that provide safeguards or protection from any of the health problems the virus delivers? No, I'm sorry. There's, there's no evidence that any specific food or nutrient will provide any protection from the virus. Of course, we always want people to eat a healthy diet with lots of fruits and vegetables, but they do not provide any specific protection from COVID-19. From WTAE, 
Pennsylvania has the ninth highest COVID death rate of any state, but the 14th lowest testing rate. Why is the testing so low? Well, we are working right now to ramp up and increase our testing. Uh, in fact, today we are uh, reporting that we have done uh, more than 11,000 tests that were reported yesterday, and that's the highest that we've had. Uh, we've had significant increases in the no amount of testing that we've been doing in the last week, week and a half, and we continue will continue to expand testing throughout Pennsylvania. From Fox 56, some of our viewers are wondering about driving schools and academies. What safety measures should they take when they uh, when they reopen, and what do, what? could you point to that you think that those would be? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, of course, we always want people to wear masks and to wash their hands and use hand sanitizer. Um, otherwise, I would look at the uh, frequently asked question um, uh, uh, sheet that is available on the website or contact the Department of Community and Economic Development. From WJAC, with two deaths and hundreds of cases at SCI Huntington, please be specific with what the plan is to deal with the outbreak. Is the National Guard assisting? How frequently are inmates and employees being tested? Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, we are in frequent collaboration and communication with Secretary Wetzel of the Department of Corrections. I don't have granular data ab about that facility, and I would refer you to the Department of Corrections, but I know they're doing everything they possibly can to stem that outbreak. From CBS 21, why has there been such a long delay in releasing the information regarding nursing homes as families wait to make life-saving decisions or watch their loved ones pass away without full knowledge of what's going on inside? Mm -hmm. As I mentioned before, it is actually the responsibility of the facilities to let family members know about cases uh, in long-term care living facilities and to keep the families updated. However, after the uh, CMS put out their guidance um, uh, about maybe 10 days ago, uh, we worked on that last week, and today we are reporting our numbers. KDKA and WTAE have some questions about reopening metrics that are quite similar. Um, first from KDKA, is there any update on the timetable for moving any of these regions into the yellow-green, and if so, what is the timetable? Mm -hmm. uh, as I discussed yesterday, we are working on that as we speak, and as soon as we have uh, what the metrics will be, we will release them. And are there specific metrics and is there an indication yet on when we might see a wave of counties move from yellow to green? Uh, we're working on all of those metrics this week. And as soon as the governor is ready to make an announcement, then he will. From WPXI, a spa contacted us this week saying on May 15th, all variety of businesses that touch people open their doors and retail outlets begin to fill with customers, yet spas and salons, which can be easily controlled with regulated safety precautions, strict access and limited appointments that would allow uh, for easy contact tracing if necessary, have been left out of consideration. We are requesting that wellness facilities that have gone to these measures be considered for the yellow phase opening. Can you respond to this and explain why the plan is for them not to open until the green phase? Mm -hmm. So our concerns regarding um, hair salons and barbers and massage therapists um, and those type of facilities is because it is impossible to provide those services and practice social distancing. So yes, you can keep um, uh, in, you can keep the other customers uh, socially distanced and everyone can wear a mask, but but it's in, by definition going to involve um, hands-on treatment um, as part of those services and so thus we are not allowing them uh, in the red and the yellow zones. From WNEP, 
Do you have any message for people who are hoping to have a little sense of normalcy this Memorial Day weekend, especially for people in counties that will still be in the red phase? Mm -hmm. So uh, we know that on Friday, um, I believe 12 more uh, counties will be going from red to yellow. Um, and But I know it's really difficult for the uh, people who live in counties that are still in, in the red zone uh, where the social distancing guidelines and stay-at-home orders stay in place. Uh, hopefully the weather will be warmer and will be sunny um, and it will be great for people to be able to go outside. Of course, if you're going to go outside and you're going to be in contact with other people, uh, then practice social distancing, staying six feet apart, and, uh, and and wear masks. But hopefully we'll all have as, as enjoyable a Memorial Day weekend as we can. Also from WNEP, we've gotten questions from several viewers concerned about the many sleepaway camps in our area, particularly in the Poconos. In a typical summer, these camps host thousands of campers from all over the country and the world. Will these camps be allowed to open this summer, and if so, under what conditions? So the governor's office is working on guidelines in terms of, of, of those facilities, and as soon as they're ready, they'll be released. From Capital Wire, the number of tests, both positive and negative, reported today appears to be in excess of 9,100 results. Is that the largest or at least one of the largest totals reported for any one day? And how close is today's total to the level of daily test results the state hopes to reach? Well, we actually were shooting for at least 8,000 or more, and we're actually exceeding that. So we're very pleased in terms of the amount of testing going on. Uh, we are expanding testing um, through our state laboratory. We're expanding testing through um, through the commercial laboratories, such as LabCorp and Quest. In addition, uh, we have uh, a number of different pharmacies uh, that are going to be doing testing and expanding that, including uh, Rite Aid, CVS, and, and, and Walmart. Um, and then, of course, there's more and more testing through hospitals and health systems. Through all of those different mechanisms, we hope to continue to expand the number of tests, and we're actually ahead of schedule. From the Altoona Mirror, if you had to do it over, knowing what you know now, how might you handle the guidance and management of long-term care facilities differently? We are every day um, thinking about how we can help those facilities, help them in different ways. Um, so of course now we have the National Guard uh, that is going out to facilities. We just reported that we have uh, the CDC um, teams going out and looking at those facilities. Um, and uh, we have just now reporting, of course, the data. Um, and um, and we're going to be testing every single resident um, in the facilities as well as the staff. And so uh, we're continuing to revise and update our, our plan and our programs, and it continues to evolve and do everything we can to help them. From the Altoona Mirror, the deaths histogram shows the daily number of deaths has fallen precipitously to what looks like a handful over the last couple of days, compared to about a high of 175 on April 25th, a fall off that seems to have been camouflaged by the database reconciliations. How do you account for the big death drop-off, even as positive case numbers have declined more gradually? Well, so uh, it's always later that you're going to see the death, uh, the, the, the death drop-off. So um, uh, we are watching that histogram and, and watching that in terms of what uh, we call our epi curve, both in terms of cases and in terms of deaths. They're never going to be exactly the same, uh, but we have had a significant decline in terms of the number of new cases, and we hope for a continued similar decline in the number of deaths. From the Philadelphia Inquirer, 24 yellow face counties will reach the two-week mark Friday. What have you seen there in terms of outbreaks and 
when do you foresee them being able to move to green? So we don't know exactly what the metrics are to move to green, so it's hard for me to tell you exactly when they will, but um, uh, we have not seen any large outbreaks. We have some congregate facilities that have had um, uh, increased number of cases and we're uh, uh, intervening in those facilities and helping them. Uh, but so far, uh, the yellow counties are doing well, and uh, as we work on those metrics, we'll work on a plan for when the yellow counties can move from yellow to green. From WKOK, President Trump told governors yesterday the federal government will step in if we see anything going wrong or disagree with anything. Do you have any views on that from a public health standpoint? Um, I have no specific comment. We collaborate uh, with the uh, with public health and the federal government very well. We have regular phone calls with the CDC. We're in frequent contact with the Department of Health and Human Services. Um, and so um, from our perspective and the Department of Health, things are going well with our collaboration. Also from WKOK, President Trump said he is taking what he calls hydroxy prophylactically. What is your view on the efficacy of the drug for that purpose, and are you concerned about the message this sends to the public? Well, uh, th there is no um, proven benefit of taking hydroxychloroquine for uh, prevention of COVID-19. From WKOK, the governor has answered questions already pertaining to if NASCAR at Pocono can be held at the end of the month. Where does Pennsylvania stand with letting other pro sports begin games without fans? Would these counties with stadiums have to be in yellow as well? Well, those decisions uh, are being addressed um, to the governor's office. Um, uh, they are consulting with the Department of Health in terms of our public health ideas. But finally, of course, those decisions will be made by the governor. From the Lock Haven Express, one of the nursing homes in our area, Manor Care Jersey Shore, has about 90% of its patients testing positive for coronavirus in, and in quarantine there. At last count, 73 of the 83 residents were infected. 12 residents have died from the virus, according to the Lycoming County Coroner. And 14 staff members have reportedly also tested positive. These numbers are higher than what you're reporting and growing every day as more patients die. We know that the Department of Health has been contacted by State Rep. Gar uh, Garth Everett, um, several times during the outbreak at this facility, asking why the department is not stepping in and finding out what's going on there. It's especially alarming since other nursing homes that in that area have reported no cases of the virus in their facilities. Why are the numbers so different, and what is the department doing to investigate this hotspot? So we have been in very close contact with that facility. Uh, we're providing support as needed. We'll provide whatever is necessary to help um, residents of any of the facilities, including and staff, um, including that facility. Uh, we have been in contact and answered the representative's questions. Uh, there is going to be differences between the county coroner's data and our data we out in terms of deaths. We outlined that yesterday in that if someone is, um, is living in that nursing home, say, but say they end up going to the hospital, but their, their, um, their residence is reported uh, maybe at their previous home, but it's not reported at the facility, That'll, be, that'll impact our reporting. Um, and so we have to report where their residence is listed as their place of death, and the county coroners um, uh, have reported differently. We have different sets of regulations and laws that govern our reporting, so there's bound to be some, uh, some differences between their reporting numbers and our reporting numbers. 
And WNEP has a question about this facility as well. Um, short of the facility asking for help from the National Guard, what can the state do to ensure that facility is going is doing all it can to control the virus? Uh, again, we have been in contact with that facility. We're providing support, and we'll do whatever is necessary to try to help the patients and the staff in that facility. From WTAE, today the Allegheny County Health Department is reporting 144 COVID-19 related deaths, while the State Health Department is reporting 145. Can you offer some insight as to why what might create the difference in numbers? Um, I don't I don't know in terms of that specific number. Um, we'll have to see. Uh, it might be a, the the time that we close the system in terms of issuing the reports. But we have conversations with uh, Commissioner Bogan and Commissioner Fowler from Philadelphia every day. And we can check. From the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, do you have Department of Health nursing homes in, or nurses? I'm sorry, in each yellow county with sufficient staff to do contact tracing, and is contact tracing underway in all yellow counties with sufficient staff to succeed? Mm -hmm. So we have our nurses, but then other staff in all of the yellow facilities. Uh, of course, with um, Allegheny County, we collaborate with them. Uh, their health department is lead in Erie County. We collaborate with them. Their health department is is lead. Uh, but uh, we, we do have um, uh, adequate staffing, but we are working to increase our staffing actually every day, um, and we're making significant progress. From the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, why has the department not been in touch with county emergency management officials or other county officials to help with contact tracing? Well, we're working through our contact tracing plans. Um, uh, really, our, uh, in counties that don't have their own county health department, then um, our uh, Bureau of Community Health Nurses um, are lead. Uh, but we're pleased to collaborate with everybody. And so we'll discuss that with uh, Director Randy Padfield, as Pima has the most contact with those individuals. From the Philadelphia Inquirer, Gyms are included in the first phase of reopening under President Trump's plan, but not Pennsylvania's. Several gyms in the Commonwealth have reopened in recent days despite the governor's orders. Why can't gyms operate, and what is it about them that is unsafe at this time? Well, we're concerned about the, the possible transmission of COVID-19, um, and so uh, it's possible that our plan might be different than the federal plan. Of course, the federal government shelved the initial CDC plan and then released a redacted plan, um, so I don't know what was in the initial one. Uh, but we will um, work to have all businesses open as we go from yellow to green, but we don't know when that will be yet. From WTAE, as you continue to break down cases and death at a more granular, granular levels, is there a way for the state to report which deaths are patients that refuse treatment? No, it is not possible to report that metric. From WPXI, the Armstrong County coroners pointed out that there are untruths and misleading information being provided by your department. What specifically is the Department of Health doing to create more transparency between coroner's offices around the state? Mm -hmm. uh, so actually, now that we, uh, we're using the EDRS, our data should um, be more consistent with the coroners, um, although it won't be completely consistent because of the differences in our reporting regulations and laws. Uh, we uh, have reached out and have spoken with the coroner's association. Uh, we're pleased to speak further with the coroner's association and collaborate as much as we possibly can. From ABC 27, Secretary, today you are releasing nursing home data. Did anything surprise you in the numbers? And what do you say to critics 
who say the state is was way too slow to react to what they should have known was going on to be a problem in nursing homes. We have been reacting from the very beginning to the challenges in long-term care living facilities. Um, other states have uh, clearly faced the same challenges, New York, New Jersey, uh, Massachusetts, Illinois, and, and others. You have seniors who are more prone to serious side effects of COVID-19, uh, seniors with chronic medical conditions who are even more susceptible in a congregate living facility. That's always going to be a challenge. Uh, we have continued to do everything we can uh, to help those facilities. Um, and now that the uh, testing capacity is there, we're working out um, a way to test everyone, all the patients and all the staff in every facility, both the nursing homes and the personal care homes. Um, and we're continuing to evolve our strategy and do, again, everything we can to protect them. From the Tribune Democrat, what type of antibody test, st testing studies would you like to see, and what will it take for those tests to become useful in tracking and controlling future outbreaks? Mm -hmm. uh, well, we'd like to see a number of different antibody studies. We know that um, uh, that they are they are happening at some of our commercial laboratories and through and through the hospitals. What we don't know is how protective those antibodies are uh, to getting an infection from COVID-19. The suggestion is that they're at least somewhat protective, but they might not be completely protective. So. We need more information about that, um, and uh, we need more information over time about how long those antibodies last. If it does turn out to be that they are, it is very protective uh, to COVID-19, then that will be very useful um, as, the, uh, as the pandemic continues to know who might be at least partially immune uh, fr from the illness, and I think that will be really important information to know. From Spotlight PA, why did Secretary Levine tell NPR this morning that everyone in Pennsylvania's long-term care facilities will be tested when, in fact, the guidance is not mandatory and suggests testing only 20 percent of those in facilities without confirmed or suspected cases? Well, we're actually, we're going to be testing all the facilities. So um, uh, it's not a legally mandated th um, uh, testing, but we are going to go out. We're going to go to those facilities. We're going to work with them, and we're going to test every facility. We'll take some time, uh, as we have probably up to 2,000 facilities that we're talking about, somewhere between 1,900 and 2,000. Uh, but we're going to test all the patients, and we're going to test all the residents, and we're going to work through that process. From the Philadelphia Inquirer, last week on this call, you told us the state is tracking the number of coronavirus cases among workers at food processing plants. Why won't you tell the public the names and locations of the plants with outbreaks? Isn't this information more vital than ever as more counties enter the yellow phase of reopening? Mm -hmm. So we're working with those facilities really closely. We're working with those who regulate them, which is the Department of Agriculture. Um, and so we have regular discussions with Secretary Redding. We have a meeting tomorrow uh, to discuss uh, those facilities and how we might help the, the business itself as well as the people who work there. We also have had frequent conversations with the facilities themselves and their owners uh, to, to try to uh, keep the facilities open and limit the outbreak and spread of COVID-19 in those facilities. From Penn Live, State Representative Russ Diamond is calling for your resignation or removal in response to the department's COVID-19 policies relating to nursing homes and other facilities that you have direct oversight. He isn't the first to ask for your removal. What is your reaction to this growing sentiment? I have no specific reaction to the representative, but what I can say is I remain committed to protecting the residents of Pennsylvania. Wherever they live, wherever they go, whether it's in a facility, whether it's at home, whether it's in Philadelphia or Pittsburgh, uh, Erie or Harrisburg, uh, whether it's in their communities, and whether they agree with me or not, 
and I will do everything I possibly can to keep them safe. From Radio PA, the number of new cases of COVID-19 each day for more than a week has been less than 1,000. What do you make of this? Do you consider this a positive trend and do you expect it to continue? Um, so we do consider this a very positive trend. I think that we have been successful in terms of continuing to bend and straighten that curve in terms of the number of new cases of COVID-19. We have been able to buttress the healthcare systems and they were not overwhelmed by COVID-19. And now um, uh, uh, after those mitigation efforts have been successful, we are working under the governor's leadership in a progressive, iterative, phased fashion to reopen Pennsylvania for counties to go from red to yellow and then eventually from yellow to green and protect those businesses and the economy as well as protecting the public health of everyone in Pennsylvania. From Fox 43, can you explain how redacting death counts at a long-term care facility would be an invasion of privacy? It's not public knowledge who lives or who is being treated at which long-term care facility. Don't you think it would be important information for the public to know if they had to choose to put a loved one in a facility right now? Well, again, it's the responsibility of the facilities to let families know um, of cases of COVID-19 in their facilities. If someone is thinking of having their loved one go to that facility. It is responsibility of the facility then to let that family know that they have cases of, of COVID-19. So it might not be public knowledge, but it might be community knowledge that a, that a certain woman or man lives in that specific facility. And if they know that, that there are three cases, then uh, they could know the individual, they could know that person's identity. We have to balance, as we said before, the, the uh, importance in public health of the public and the media knowing as much information as we can versus the privacy and confidentiality of individuals. Actually, um, that metric of not reporting the, uh, um, those specifics, less than five, has all along been the metric the Department of Health has used. Our last question today is from WGAL. How current are infection and death rates for nursing homes and how often will this information be updated? Uh, the, the information is current today and it'll be updated daily.